Skinny Dick on the Hippies and Cowboys podcast. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. We missed you. Took a little took a little break through May there. Um, getting ready for a busy month coming up here in the month of June. We will be at Black Mountain Jamboree this weekend in Monticello, Kentucky. And then that following week... Get your ass up to Laurel Cove Music Festival in Pineville, Kentucky. The one, the only, the best music festival on the fucking planet, I promise. Headlined this year by Sierra Farrell, Charles Wesley Godwin, and good lord, like, you name it. If you like Kentucky music, if you like great music in general, it's the place to be. That's June 10th and 11th, Friday and Saturday. Come on out. We'll see you there. And uh, right before that, Wednesday, June 8th, in Richmond, Kentucky, we will be having a 90s country honky-tonk extravaganza at BBH in Richmond, Kentucky. We've got some great songwriters coming out to do a little writer's round. And then followed by Zach, a performance by Zach Russell, the one and only. And then the great Bolo Mules. We'll be on stage jamming all of your favorite 90s country hits. Don't miss it, folks. We'll be there June 8th in Richmond, Kentucky, PBH. Feels good to be back today on the podcast. We have a great friend of mine, without a doubt, one of the best pedal steel players in Canada. Goes by the name of Skinny Dick. Skinny released his debut solo album. In 2020, that was called Get to Know Lonesome, and now he's got a new project coming out this fall in September. We'll 
be treated to an EP from Skinny. And these two songs that we are premiering on the podcast today are the first releases off of that EP, the only two singles that will come out from that. And these ones are going to be released on a 7-inch that will be available shortly. More details on that later. But uh, we are super stoked to premiere these two new songs from Skinny Dick. And you just heard his big streaming hit, Dreamin', that has got over, I believe, over 2 million streams on Spotify alone now. Um, That one blew up for him. But Skinny is a great guy, great friend. Really appreciate him coming on the podcast. And, uh, you know, we got everything. We got everything here for you from how he got his start with the pedal steel Canadian exclusive gas station snacks, and of course, lots of dick jokes. You name it, it's in this episode. So thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you, as always. We hope to see a bunch of you at these couple of festivals here in Kentucky. Don't hesitate to come say hi, we'll be selling merch, shaking hands, you know, signing babies' foreheads and stuff. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Enjoy the show. All right, we're back. Yeah, I feel like that was really well synced up. I think we did a great job. Yeah. We're, we're being here a little rusty. <laughs> we're here with Nero Wiener. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, you, can, you can't help so yourself. Uh, what, what is he, that? He what is sets that? That the like, tone. Uh, <laughs> that was like, I think like Ten 11 seconds, seconds or yeah. something like that. Yeah. That's good. Seconds. Right out of the gate. I, was, I don't mind I was, that at yeah. all. I was chomping at the bit <laughs> all 11 of those seconds, too. <laughs> <laughs> when I asked Mike if we if we wanted to do a podcast with Skinny Dick, he's like, well, first he was like, wait, what? Who? And I'm like, Skinny Dick, like, you know, he's from, from Alberta here and, you know, he's... We've been we've been talking. You and I had been talking about doing this podcast, but I was like, you know, it'd be better if we got Mike in on it, and you and I just didn't, didn't do it in person. So, uh. um, you know, I said, "Yeah, Skinny Dick," and he's like, "That's his like that's his real name." I'm like, "No, no, I don't." Well, I assumed it was not entirely, <laughs> but it it was just immediate with the <laughs> with the dick jokes, of course. Well, I mean, sometimes it's a quick little head turn. Sometimes it's a jaw dropper. You know, yeah. it depends. <laughs> I mean, I, our fan base, our fan base uh, knows knows how to read. So that it's obviously D Y C K, um, as, yeah. as you would see on the title that that they clicked on. But uh, I also feel like our fan base does appreciate a good dick joke. Well, yeah, this is yeah. the thing. You know, if you want to get into it, it's uh, well, yeah. I mean, I I like to think of myself as the the original proper noun. Not not skinny dick in the vernacular sense. <laughs> I had to lean dick. into it. I had to lean into it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you you definitely have to. It, Mike. Uh, I I suppose probably you know Letterkenny didn't help things at all. Have you seen Letterkenny? A little skinny? bit, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I was I was kind of astonished that you made it uh, made it on the Zoom call, because anybody I've ever heard with the last name uh, Dick comes from the show Letterkenny, and they're all Amish on there. So I, th- oh. I was like, "Is he Amish?" But then you you play pedal steel, so it's like, well, that wouldn't make sense. That doesn't add up. 
So yeah, Amish. I don't know that the Amish exist out here in the West, at least in Western Canada. Maybe maybe little pockets, but not so much as as out east where those boys. Uh, I think they're out of Ontario, right? Doesn't matter. Yeah. So you're not. Yeah. You're not. I certainly. I, I definitely haven't seen Amish out here. That's for mm-hmm. sure. You're not related to Anita, then? Anita uh, Dick? Yeah. Yeah, and you can continue to pour it on. I truly don't mind. It's not... Whereas, you know, in junior high, obviously, it was a little different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, thanks, for, thanks for coming on the podcast. We'll, we'll give that a rest for a while, anyway. Oh, my yeah. pleasure, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I teach junior high. Like, I'm surrounded by this immaturity all day. I think it rubs off on me. Oh, okay. Yeah. That has to be it. That's got to be it. That's my excuse. I'm sticking to it. Yeah, you're getting it all day, and it's just probably nice to, to send a little back in the evenings. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. You got to. You're the victim, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, everybody heard Dreamin'. Uh, that was the first song we played on the show today. Uh, that's off your album. came out in 2020, right? Get to Know Lonesome. Yes. Yep. What a fucked up year that was, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good year to release an album. Not really. <laughs> in ways. In ways. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Good reset. Was that that was your that was the debut like solo album, right? Because you had the yeah. uh, kind of that collaboration album there a few years ago. Yeah, I've, with like the the Friends album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yeah. this is the first thing kind of uh, of my own, you know, fully under my own um, creative control and. On my own tunes. Uh, that, that other, the compilation you're referring to was, I guess, a product of, you know, being a side guy for a long time and just wanting to do something, maybe sell something off the bandstand a little bit, playing with other people. And, you know, it was just a fun little thing. How's it been since the, the solo release? Like, I mean, obviously you weren't able to play on it too much. Like, but. Yeah. Until now. Yeah, until now. Like, finally. Exactly. And then you got. I guess that's kind of, that's got to be nice. Like you, you released that that album and then couldn't do much touring on it or anything. And then now that everything's kind of falling back into place, um, you got more music coming out. So that's it's got to be good. You know. Yeah, same good story timing. for for anyone in, in 2020 or thereabouts that released something, especially up here. Of course, it was a little tighter in Canada. That is. Yeah, so I want to I want to give everybody you know some some context as far as like I mean because I know about the music scene in Alberta, you know about the music scene in Alberta. Mike brought Mike definitely doesn't even know, and none of our listeners are uh, the vast majority of our listeners really aren't going to know either. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be good to kind of get your perspective, I suppose, on I guess where you exist within this music scene because you're currently living in Lethbridge. Are you from Lethbridge originally? Yeah, I'm from down here. Right, okay. So down here. I don't know. Up to here, me, I guess there. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> down from me, up from everywhere. Every everybody else, probably. <laughs> but uh yeah, you're from down in Lethbridge. And to me that is like I think it's the hub for any, you know, whether you want to call it traditional country music or I think just good music in general. 
um, specifically country music in Western Canada, I would really say Lethbridge is kind of the the spot to be. Would you would you agree with that? You know, Winnipeg's got a mm. great scene too. Edmonton and Calgary, of course, doing their own rights. But it really seems like you guys are so tight knit, supportive of each other, and and you know, there's it's a it's a different kind of scene because you guys really seem to like embrace what it takes to not just be an artist and write songs, but be a really, really good musician as well. Yeah, that's cool to hear. And uh, for context, it's a city of about 100,000 people. And it, it it punches a bit above its weight, you know, uh, proportionately uh, being a city of that size. And, um, you know, the, the, I've grown up as a musician just... I'm just in, going up to Calgary all the time, Calgary, Edmonton, or out to Winnipeg or, or wherever. But uh, this, there's, this is certainly home for me, and, and there is a, a good scene here and a nice uh, appreciable sort of support, you know, fan base or whatever, all the things that make it a scene. So, yeah, it's, it's cool. I don't, I don't have, a, have designs on, on going anywhere else. You know, it might be nice to live in a city with a better airport, but other than that, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> i guess so. that, that's surprising yeah. to me that garrett mentioned that that's the the hub of western canada i i was not even familiar with that being a town but hundred thousand that's pretty much same size as iowa city which i mean i would would never call it a, a hub of any kind of music i mean it's okay it's okay people come through but that's yeah, surprising that's cool it just seems like it just seems like there's so much when if you take it into if you take into consideration the size of it i guess is what yeah. i mean compared to compared to the bigger centers right more great music comes out of lethbridge yeah. in that area than i would say anywhere else i think that's fair to say but um you know it's still it's still compared to places like calgary and, and winnipeg which i think for me are where you know pr- both have pretty robust music scenes it's um it's still a feeder scene to those places but again, for its size, yeah. certainly, yeah, it's on the map. Good to know that you think so. Yeah, as a smaller city, it's it's pretty, like I said, pretty remarkable the the great music that comes out of that town. And I mean, you're a huge part of that too. You are, I guess, um, it might be a good a good segue into, you know, you like you said for for you know, I guess let's just start let's just start simple here. Um, how many how many years were you? Uh, just playing pedal steel and you know playing on being a set session player in the studio and touring pedal steel player before you decided to kind of take on your own take on your own stuff yeah i picked up steel about 12 years ago i mean i was i was playing music before that of course and then um you know the old you just want to try it you got to buy it and i jumped right in and started playing with people <laughs> Yeah, so I, I guess I get, did that for, you know, almost about probably 10 years um, leading up to, as you mentioned, in 2020 there, the, I guess, debut record. So quite a while. And uh, as a side guy, you know, you learn all kinds of the, well, the tricks of the trade and the stage and all that kind of stuff and the, the things about the industry and whatever. So it's a, it's a nice little precursor to, I mean, it's, it's not an unusual story, of course, but yeah, that's my experience. Did you write songs and shit before you 
picked up steel? Yeah, I, and I played in bands and sang in bands before too. Um, so so right. yeah, I was always kind of writing songs. I like doing that, of course. Jeez, twelve years ago, how you don't look that old? Yeah, yeah. what do you peg me for? Jeez. <laughs> I don't know, thirty-two. Yeah, I'm thirty-five. I I wasn't too far off. I guess twelve. Yeah, that makes sense. Twenties, but so. <laughs> You're in it. I mean, early twenties, buy a pedal steel. Like, damn. Like, I'd ha- like you almost have to take a mortgage out. <laughs> yeah, it's a couple mortgage payments. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take the mortgage out on your on your uh, free time as well. <laughs> yeah, that's a good investment though. Like, there's not enough pedal steel players around anymore. You know. Partly yeah, because the, they cost like seven thousand dollars, but yeah, you just and uh, that's the thing too. Uh, getting into it, um, of course, with the internet, uh, the ubiquitous presence it is this these days. That's that was kind of uh, taking my cues from the instructional stuff I could find there. I did have the benefit of having someone uh, help me set it up because it comes and it looks like a machine gun, and you know, just to get the legs <laughs> on and stuff. Like, all right, okay. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> how how uh, how had you, you like messed around and, like kind of learned a bit before you got your before you got your own? Did you just jump right into it? Well, no, but I at least um, I had played in a band where we sometimes used a steel player, so that was kind of my introduction. So great. Uh, mm. Yeah, I think without that, I'm not sure that I ever would have even, um, you know, made the leap into it. Yeah, because it just looks so fucking cool to begin with, and then you hear it, and you're like, sounds fucking cool. But then you realize, you know, it, I guess, I don't know, man, I, I think it probably looks pretty easy if you don't know what's actually going on back there. <laughs> you know, to the average guy, to the average average uh, person at the show, that shit probably just looks easy. Oh, that guy gets to sit down. And, at the keyboard. You know, yeah, there's a whole... <laughs> you can, you can talk about this kind of stuff forever, especially with steel players. You know, you, you jump off the stage and says, "Oh, great, uh, nice work on the piano tonight," or whatever. You know, there's a million <laughs> a million tropes. <laughs> yeah. What was the hard? What was the hardest part? What was the hardest part for you to like to get? You know, when you were learning, what was what was the biggest challenge for you? Um, I th- I at least had the benefit of I guess probably what was uh overconfidence so that at least uh got me on the stages with the bands like i I wasn't afraid to do that like i I would still get i would get nervous and whatever fall on my face of course you know as as i was learning but um i guess i wasn't like some people in that i was just super hungry to do it and that there was enough Mm -hmm. of that to keep me fueled even in spite of the you know the learning curve and the whatever sounding like shit yeah at this point, would you like? At this point now, you know, after releasing your your debut and then now coming out with new music here later in the year, and you know, if you're listening to this podcast tomorrow, um, do you would you say you consider yourself like still prior primarily a you know a musician or steel player, or would you consider yourself now kind of more of that frontman songwriter? I mean. Yeah. Is there is you is there a good label to put on it at this point? Right. I kind I kind of like to be labelless. I think I'm I'm converging on maybe being you know more of a an artist, a front person, but I I'm certainly 
still enjoy being a side guy, you know, whether that's live or studio stuff, and uh, would like mm-hmm. to keep doing that. Yeah, I don't need to, yeah. It's just going to, you know, as opportunities, the right opportunities come and stuff, it just depends. It could, it could go... Uh, it could go one of two ways, I guess. I could lean back into that, or I could really lean into my own artist career. And I'm not afraid of either. Yeah. I mean, with new music coming out, you got to go. Hey, I'm I'm a front man right now. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's true. This, this is your moment, right? right <laughs> I'm here, a fucking yeah. rock star. Yeah. You know, yeah. Come on. I guess, but you know, I think of the days like um, in the country music I love, say from the '60s, like in Ernest Tubbs band or Buck Owens band it's like each one of those guys were their own sort of they were stars too and they were making records you know they weren't selling mm-hmm. the same amount of copies as as the artists but uh it was cool that each side guy had their own identity and that they were allowed to do that kind of thing it was supported right hmm. well should we yeah should we jump into should we play we, we, we play we talked a bit about tunes? the new tunes let's jump into yeah. Tell tell us about uh, tell us about this first one, or, or tell us I or tell us what you can I guess about sure. the project I guess as a whole, or because um, these two are I guess would you say singles off of a of of a more expanded project coming later in the year? Yeah, if you're if you're allowed to say that. I don't no, know no, that's that's uh, yeah, that that'll be common knowledge that these are the two singles. Um, with a physical seven inch um, that are that are also going to be part of an EP coming out uh, September September sixteenth, um, and these are st- stuff I recorded down in Texas with uh, Billy Horton just outside of Austin, okay. which is a which is a cool experience. I did that a few months back and uh, learned a lot. Um, it was my first time recording down there. You know, I ate some humble pie. Billy was a, was a, uh, it was a great experience to work with him. Um, he's uh, just a straight shooter. You know, if he would just tell you tell you how it is, and that you know, if you're a little bit flat, he's not going to sugarcoat that or whatever. You know, his opinions about <laughs> songs maybe not as strong as the next. He would just lay that on the table, and I certainly appreciated that. <laughs> Tough love. Right on. Yeah. It uh. So. We're gonna start with in on a in on the upswing. You want to uh, you want to introduce that one for us and tell us a bit about it. Sure. Yeah. It's a title. Kind of sounds like something you'd hear in the Financial Times or or some shit like that. <laughs> and I like that, <laughs> even though that's of course unrelated. It's a it's kind of a traditional <laughs> country number, you know, led by the steel guitar and um uh and lyrically, it's sort of a place i like to often go in that a um, little bit of a you know smile through the tears kind of sentiment uh just a, a little little modicum of positivity leaked in there mm-hmm. amidst the, the the typical you know motifs uh, that i like to write about I maintain my 
So you so you went down to Texas to record. We'll we'll bring we'll bring it back here uh, to record. Back, yeah, uh, we can bring it back. And how many? How how often do you come down to the states? Like, do you do you ever play shows down? Because you're pretty close to the border. You said so. You ever come down and play shows? Or I never have with that, with my project. No, it's um, uh, it, it's something I'll I'll need to I want to do soon. I mean, the way it works is is you have to get uh have to get visas, get the P right. two visa or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier for you guys for Americans coming up, and uh, it's it's sort of silly that it's kind of cumbersome to do because we're so close. Right. You know, yeah, like ninety percent of Canada is is within hundred miles of the American border of the, of the international border. Yeah, I think pretty close. That sounds right. Yeah, like ninety percent of the populate. Yeah, yeah, population. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. So I, yeah, uh, got to do yeah. that. So you recorded that whole first album to tape. Is that what? What was the what was the game plan this time? Was it the same same deal? Um. So, Billy's setup down there is uh. He he's he builds all his own gear. It's an amazing little uh, museum of his own idiosyncrasies and strange gear that he builds. But but he doesn't. Um, uh, he's not running anything through tape. At least not the signal path we were doing. So no. Hmm. But is that something that like you definitely want to do in the future? Or 
Well, there's, you can talk so much about that thing. I mean, it's um, about the process with tape versus digital, analog versus digital, and about the sound differences and stuff. And um, it's always going to be, have its place in recording, you know, no matter what for sure. But for me, uh, it's, it's not something I, you know, I, I can, I can leave home without it. It, it just depends. It's the first record we, we did in my living room on a Tascam 388, which is kind of a popular little all in one console, eight track machine. And, uh, mm-hmm. actually did utilize that same machine in, in, in some of the mix mixing for this, forthcoming ep2 really what was the idea there that you just wanted to do it on tape in your living room and you know just like why why did you why did you choose to go with tape i guess it's just that um, uh that little thing called money my friend <laughs> no well, i mean of course insofar as recording in my living room of course um <laughs> and then my my friend uh evan yushenko who i made that record with get to know lonesome uh, uh, has a machine and knows his way around it so it was the obvious move yeah Yeah. i mean look at us with our luxurious podcast studios aka my closet that's right (laughs) (laughs) we feel literally is the closet it looks so much bigger on these zoom calls than it actually is when i came (laughs) When I went to when I went to Mike's place and I was like, "Wait, this is the room." It's like and it's it's quite literally a fucking closet. It's eight by eight. It technically could be like a nursery. I think I don't that know the frame point of it. With all the records on it, is actually the top part of what used to be a bunk bed. I like what you've done with yep. the place, Mike. From what I can see, man, I think it works. <laughs> Thank you. Who cares? Yeah. The best, the best part was that the bunk bed used to be there, so yeah. Mike would just be under the little bunk bed. Yeah, I used to hide you know, under doing that. the podcast. You know, it muffled a lot of sound. It was pretty good for the acoustics. Yeah, it's good soundproofing. Hey, stay yeah. true to your your humble beginnings. Stay true, man. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> hey, uh, we should we'll do see. some rapid fires. What time is it? Well, yeah, sounds fun. I was just about to say. It's time for rapid fires. That's what that time, time is. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't brief skinny whatsoever on rapid fires. It's better when we don't. It's better <laughs> when we don't. Uh, rapid fires are just random questions. They're hardly rapid at all. Uh, but they're not rapid um, at all. Yeah. So we're just gonna hit you with some random questions. Rarely are they music related, and uh, good luck. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they are. And uh, <laughs> we wish you the okay, very best. Okay. Go. Yeah. I've got my shoes on. Take I'll start. I'll start with a music one. Okay. Um, what is your favorite song to cover? Oh well, uh, favorite song to cover. Right now, uh, we're often doing Sleepwalk. You know, steel guitar instrumental. It's a fun one. Live. Yeah. Everyone fun. knows it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I'll go with um, if you could. Uh, Go on vacation with one person, alive or dead. Uh, who would that person be, and where would you go? I'm, uh, Owen Bradley. I'd go to his studio. I don't know. I'd go to the Bradley Barn, Nashville. It's also an all-inclusive <laughs> vacation, so that'd be a good bang for your buck there. So. Uh, that would. Yeah, that'd be great. I trust you take <laughs> care of things. <laughs> <laughs> I trust you take care of the tabs. 
It's your go-to <laughs> hangover cure. Oh. oh, man. The pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> the pharmacy in my travel bag. <laughs> I'm not a guy that will uh, drink the morning after. Um, hair of the dog it. I, I traditionally don't hair of the dog of it. And, and as I get older, I think I'm becoming maybe more aware that uh, if I start to do that, I could really, I could really start to slide. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, that happens. Not recommended by the, by your local doctor. <laughs> I understand it's a professional move and, and I certainly know my way around, but uh, that's, that's a move I don't like. I don't, I'm not familiar with. I got you. <laughs> and I don't know what the threshold is for hair of the dog. Like when does that, you know, when does that begin and end? relative to last night's right. activities i yeah. guess and is it one or two or is it six yeah is it 10 a.m when the liquor stores open up here or is it you know liquor stores yeah, never close down in montana they don't yeah, at least sure right? i feel like it's like you fall sure. asleep you wake up and then that's when but it, all it is doing is is prolonging the inevitable like your next day is just gonna suck even worse now pretty much that, um let's do I'll, I'll bring it back to to music uh what's one venue like a dream what's a dream venue because like we ask like americans have have their dream venues and i wonder is it different for you like up here um well like I, anywhere it could be it doesn't have anywhere? to be a canadian venue but like what's what's a venue that like a dream venue to play well i think you know in sort of the circuit that I traffic within, I'll, I'll keep it within those parameters because, you know, okay. start yeah. talking about theaters and stuff and that's really none of my business at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's bar, it's bar rooms, you know, it's, it's classic bar rooms. We've got one up here in Winnipeg called the times change. It is a really cool room. Um, so yeah, I'll say that I'll put, put them on the map. Winnipeg. Yeah, shout out. Home of the Blue Bombers. Times changed High and Lonesome Club. Oh, yeah? You got CFL down in Iowa? Well, my, my college roommate played for the Blue Bombers. Oh, no college. way. Yeah. Man, what? when were those years that the CFL uh, ventured down into the States with some pretty hilarious franchise decisions? You maybe don't with know. Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> like, they had like a Dallas team and like a Tampa Bay team. It was weird all over the place. I, I don't know Memphis. at all. Memphis? How did that? Yeah, yeah. Memphis had a team. Yeah, was, that was pretty, pretty glorious. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a bit of a blip. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's uh? I gotta do a. I gotta do a Canadian one. What's what's your favorite Canadian exclusive gas station snack? Mm. Oh, I guess maybe there's a a list of. Canadian exclusive snacks that I should be aware of, but nothing's coming to me here. Well, he's Man, I think, Garrett wants you to I say mean, cheesies or whatever. Like, it's not cheesies though. No. It's like it's Hawkins cheesies. It's like oh yeah, chips, yeah, yeah. Ketchup, ketchup, ketchup chips. chips yeah. Ketchup chips. That should be illegal. Um, I don't object to any of those things. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm sure there's more, but I blank on them too. But I just try to stay out of the meat snacks. Yeah. For the most part, I don't know why. Oh, well, like I know why. Americans don't have Coffee Crisp, the chocolate bar. Is that right? I don't have those. That's right. 
I've never it's heard true. of that. Sounds pretty good, though. <laughs> I'll bring though. you one, Mike. Yeah, so I'll that, bring you sounds, one. that sounds way better than ketchup chips. Yeah, <laughs> put, put a coffee crisp on the bus down to Iowa. I will. All right. Send him, send him a care package. <laughs> well, you're going to be in the States, like, next week, so this week. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll just, yeah, fuck it. I'll just bring it. I'll throw in a couple in my suitcase. But, all right, fine. Uh, just give me your favorite gas station snack in general. I mean, one, a guilt. Doesn't have to be Canadian. A guilty thing I used to do was those, um, you know, packed with an egregious amount of preservative butter tarts. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my secret moves for a while. Really? Yep. Gas station butter tarts. Yep. I don't know. That, that's that got to be Canadian exclusive. I've never heard of that either. Butter tarts? What, a butter tart? A butter tart. I have a hard time believing that. Is that right? Really? Yeah. I yeah, don't know. I, I got to think. Mike. I'm, Google okay, a I'm butter on, tart, I'm dude. A butter tart. I, there's no way that's Canadian. It's, dude, I, I don't know. There's there's probably some American listeners out there right now that oh, are like, no, how have, you never, the how have best? you never heard of that? Yeah. You're telling me in a day and age of wow. globalization that butter tart hasn't come across your plate <laughs> that's canadian dude it says it's a highly regarded <laughs> canadian cuisine wow so i guess that was no the answer shit. that was you know when i thought to say All that the, but i'm like look at no that. <laughs> i'm like no this is this is silly oh man <laughs> yeah well look at the ingredients oh, uh butter syrup so yeah of course like right away <laughs> <laughs> gotta be canadian oh man <laughs> Wow, that w- yeah. Look at that's what we were looking for all along. Right, yeah, nice. Just took us took us down a weird road to get there. <laughs> Dude, I had no idea that was Canadian. I really didn't. I never would have thought twice about that. I mean, as soon as you that's said amazing. butter tart, I'm like, that's got that's got to be Canadian. <laughs> never heard of that in my life. I don't know, man. <laughs> They're delicious, though. No, I'm looking at pictures right now. They look awesome. Yeah. Oh, they're great. Um, my my last one. You got one. Yeah, you got one. It's got. I'm honestly like I I'm look looking at a map of Alberta, and like, the current events that's taking place in sports right now. I'm surprised that you two are even on a call together because I would imagine, that you don't agree on this. Um, but who did you have? Uh, Oilers or Flames? I had the Flames. I'm a Flames fan. Oh, what? interesting, yeah. I figured you're an o- Oilers fan. Nope. Oh. You know, I I don't really uh partake in that in that uh debate. I only watch baseball. Oh really? Who's your team? I mean I w uh, Blue Jays, like every other dick in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> every other dick. <laughs> uh Slipped that in there, didn't I? <laughs> uh, I appreciate it. We, we, we actually we held out one. for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we got them all out in like the first two minutes. But of yeah. course, then if I try to watch, all right, I can't help myself, and it's 162 games, and it's uh, it's a commitment, as uh, as your fan base yeah. will know. Are are the games the MLB games? Are they like blacked out in Canada like they are here? Like I can't. I'm a Cardinals fan. Cause they're, but I'm I live too close to St. Louis, so like I can't uh, watch them on TV. Um, there might be some blackouts out east, but really, no, there's oh. certainly nothing out here. I subscribe to Envious. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's like a you draw a circle around where you're at within probably six hours, and then you can't watch any of the games that take place there. So like and I can co- watch, I can watch the Giants no and the shit. yeah, I can watch the Giants and the Diamondbacks all I want, but like who fucking cares? So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. And the the Cardinals have a like a. Is it fair to say that they're kind of like the team of the Midwest? Yeah, I mean, right where I'm at, like we're three hours, a little over three hours from Chicago, like four and a half from Minneapolis. Oh yeah, you're in four four from St. Louis, four and a half from Kansas City. So like, it's everyone's pretty divided. I see, here. but. I'd say success-wise, then yes, the Cardinals would be the best out of those ones. <laughs> right. But yeah. I'm not a bandwagon. I, I mean, they're close. Cheered from them so, since a young young age. But I mean, it's it's much easier being a Cardinals fan than than, than any of those other choices. But a little bandwagon. Oh, Brewers are close too. Milwaukee's only like four sure. hours. But right. Yeah. 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 You got it all, yeah. man. Yeah, can't watch any of it. <laughs> but <laughs> right, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Well, Shall we start talking about like the last said, one? Uh, yeah. We could start talking about the last one. Something I wanted to mention, by oh, the yeah. way, was how amazed I was the first time I seen you play, Skinny. That. You play the pedal steel and sing lead vocals at the same time. That's rare. Like I don't know that I've ever seen that. I had never seen that. Like in def- definitely not in person. And it was like a little mind blowing to be honest with you. Yeah, well thanks, man. It's probably because it's kinda stupid to do, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you did fucking great. Well, thanks, buddy. Uh, um yeah, I don't know. It was. I think that came about. I mean, f- partly out of austerity purposes because I'm running with a four-piece band. The difference. And then you don't have to pay another guy. Well, the difference is any musician band person knows that between four and five usually means might mean a different vehicle, might mean three hotel rooms instead of two. So that's why the four-piece band is. Uh, you know, it's the thing. So. Yeah, I try to do that for part of the set and to uh, do, do the best I can. I mean, sometimes you end up uh, sitting there with your head down a little bit. You know, if you've seen guys like Junior Brown hop back and forth, like that that's uh, he's maybe the authority on that. And he plays the, you know, the get steel that Junior Brown plays. Hmm. I'm going to task you guys with looking that up as soon as we're done. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> but yeah, I try. It's, a, it's fucking impressive. I just had to make sure that I mentioned that during this podcast. So if anybody ends up catching a show they or, you know, sees you coming your coming their way, they uh they get out there. It's it's worth the price of admission. Yeah. Just that on its own. Thanks, buddy. Yes. Let's uh you pretty much made it, man. You pretty much made it the whole way through the podcast. Congrats. <laughs> and it was a tough road, dude. Yeah. Like you put up with us for going on almost an hour here. Are we at an hour? Yeah. That's been okay. It hasn't felt almost long. nearly. We started a little after. That's nah, probably 45, 45, 50 minutes. Oh. Yeah. 
Um, but, but yeah, yeah, you you survived it because I I came at you hot with some some real hard questions right <laughs> off the bat. That was great <laughs> about again. about the name. <laughs> some real I hard dick. It, I, you know why? Because a lot of times I know people are thinking it, and I know they're wondering what the fuck, and uh, you, they should just mention it. And uh, you weren't gun shy. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, it's the elephant in the room. You know. I mean, the approach no, no. the <laughs> the approach was you know, little little terse. Uh, but I <laughs> didn't mind it. Didn't mind it at all. <laughs> you see my notes for the, for the episode. It's right on there, and then in the top, it just says "dick" and it's circled. <laughs> That's the well, best good, I- item item on the agenda number one. Item number one. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's good. People should have a laugh, you know. That's <laughs> part of the point. You got to keep it light here, you know. That's right. Yeah, for sure. Um, It'd be weird if we didn't. Well, exactly. It. it would be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how did you? How do? How did you settle on the name Skinny, Skinny Dick? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like why? You know, it came about my uncle that I worked with um, worked for him. Started to call me that, and then sort of got out there, and um, and uh, I just kind of embraced it, you know. His friends started to do the same, and and I thought of my upbringing too, when I used to be quite sensitive, and and uh, you know, <laughs> people become aware of that, and then you're just such an easy target, right? Whereas. And I had yeah. that in my mind, so I thought I had to kind of own it and uh, get in yeah. on the joke a little bit, and then it just caught on, and here I sit. Yeah, I I resonate with that, man, because my <clears throat> no, yeah. well, slight story time. <laughs> so my last name is Hart, um, and at the University of Iowa, your hawk ID, because we're the hawks, uh, your like university ID is your middle initial and your last name. So my middle name's Scott, so Michael Scott Hart. So that makes my Hawk ID S Hart, which is just short. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So I had to em- I had to do some embracing of my own with that one, um, and th- that was my nickname through through college because I made it my like social media like <laughs> usernames. It's like M Shart. Mike, Mike S Hart. Yeah, yeah. And people are like, "Is your last name Shart?" I'm like, "No, man." But anyways, this is this is all a diabolical plot for my parents because <laughs> they they went to the University of Iowa. Like they know the ropes there and they named my sister. Uh, her middle name is Paige. So her hawk ID was P heart or just fart. Uh, so they had yeah. fart and chart go through. <laughs> well, you know, it's good to suffer a little bit, especially at that time, you know. Yeah, it's, it's it's good to go through stuff, and then uh, it seems that you went about it sort of the same way I did. But yeah, I relate to that. And that I remember talking to my dad. He says, "Oh, Dick, like what? Like when he was growing up, it wasn't a thing at all." And so there was no there was no uh, consoling to be had there or anything like that. <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't know. He couldn't relate. Truly, one generation. Uh, well, at least they didn't, you know, make your real first name Harry or something. Yeah, which again would have probably been either just fully naive and ignorant, or just just by by luck of the draw. 
Oh man. All right. Well, <laughs> fuck, man. Thank, thanks for coming on the podcast. It's nice to unpack. Um, nice to unpack all this stuff. I'm not sure I've done the yeah. full. Yes, it's un- good. Unpack the what was a very emotional suitcase for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we could. I'm glad. I hope we. I hope we could help. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyways, we're gonna we're gonna end it with TV TV Blue. That's what that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we uh, yeah, like like we said, you know, we want this. This is everybody's first listen to these two songs. If uh, you're listening to this episode on the day that it was released, first listen. Tell us a little bit about TV Blue. This uh, this is the second one off that seven inch release. What's so? What's the deal with that? You got uh, physical copies of that coming yeah. when? Yeah, I got a. So these songs will come out on the on June third, and then there's a pre sale kind of thing for the the seven inch and the EP. Seven inch is kind of fun. This little label I'm working with in uh, Sweden actually wanted to do that, um, so that's cool. Cool. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll ship you guys a copy when when they make it to to me. I'm not sure exactly when that might be because uh, things are quite there's quite a backlog. But anyways, this song is um, yeah. It's like a it's a little dream that um, takes place in the in the wood paneled basement of your childhood house. That's what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- there's <laughs> everybody a, had one. I think so. I I trust that's relatable bill uh billy horton producer on this project singing the harmony vocal and um it's got some you know what was funny we, we were talking about this in the studio uh it's got the little floor tom things you might make note of in the choruses and they sound like the uh like the theme song in law law and order you know the start of it <laughs> Oh yeah. Boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so look look for those. And um that's what I'll say. Right on. Right man. on. Thanks so much again for doing the podcast, dude. Yeah. And uh we'll uh we'll catch up with you again maybe around the time that the EP drops. Sounds good, boys. Thanks.
first night to lay awake and dream.